This is Beat the Closing Line. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Beat the Closing Line. I am your host, Nicole Russo, alongside football analyst for TheLines.com, Eli Hershkovich. And as you know, each Thursday, we have a special guest on to talk football. And this week, we're going to be diving into college football betting with the one and only Chris Felica, also known as the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day. But Chris, you're also doing some Thursday night football for Amazon this year. How's it all going for you? It's been a lot of fun. It's certainly been a lot more travel this year. It's been a little more work, I think, than and took a little bit more of a toll than you would have thought it would. But the games have been – it's so different between the college game and the pro game. Uh, just the speed of the pro game, how quickly the game seemed to – and they're just like a half hour quicker than the pro game. The crispness of the play, the replays are, are more buttoned up. And so it's kind of funny to sit there for a pro game on Thursday and they just kind of notice the differences on Saturday in the college game. But uh, college football certainly is my uh, my first love. So the NFL will not be supplanting it anytime soon. <laughs> Well, we're glad we get to see you multiple times a week now this year. And before we dive into today's discussion, again, focusing on college football on today's podcast, make sure that you like this video, follow us on YouTube and ring that bell for notifications so you know every time we post a new video. And of course, subscribe to the Beat the Closing Line pod wherever you get your podcasts. I am going to kick this off with the (laughs) Pac-12 title game. I have a vested interest in this game. I live in Las Vegas and will be (laughs) attending this game. Um, USC is a two and a half point favorite at most books. There is a juiced Utah plus three available at DraftKings. Now the Utes are 38-21-1 against the spread as an underdog under Kyle Whittingham. Cam Rising and Utah have the the edge in their lone regular season matchup, ruining USC's perfect record this season. Are you backing Heisman Trophy favorite Caleb Williams or the Utes on Friday night? Yeah, I'm, I'm backing Utah on Friday night. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Nicole. <laughs> hey, I told you, as long as they can cover, as long as they don't win. A, t- a two-point SC wins. Everybody goes home happy. The Pac-12 <laughs> goes home happy. Utah backers go home happy. Uh, I- I'd be fine with that. I-, I just worry about SC's defense. And I know I sound like I'm beating it be- uh, a-, a broken record and beating the same drum, but it's hard to think that they're going to suddenly decide to stop someone. Uh, it- it- if Utah does not turn the ball over, and typically they do not, they did have the one turnover in the regular season meeting uh, when they were going in. But SC had a ton of trouble uh, with, with Dalton Kincaid, who had the massive game. You would obviously think that they're more prepared for him now and that Kyle Whittingham and the offensive staff will try and figure out some other wrinkles uh, to get other people the ball, which then might allow them to go back to Kincaid. But but in, in a situation like this, it's, it, you mentioned Utah as an underdog. If you go back the last five years as well, they've been an underdog, underdog 10 times. Eight of them have either resulted in a Utah win or a loss by a field goal or fewer. So it's like they typically play close games. They typically play really well in this role. I, I think it's going to be a pretty good environment in there on Friday night. Uh, I was there for last year's Pac-12 title game. Utah had a ton of fans there, and I would think there'll be obviously a lot of SE fans who make the trip over from uh, from LA as well. So yeah, I am. Uh, I am going to back Utah, expecting them not to have the unforced errors and not to give USC easy free points. And I think not having Travis die might come into play a little bit tomorrow night. Could be a lot of hits on Caleb Williams, so we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, USC's defense has been a tough spot all year, and uh, I am just praying. We know Utah travels very well. I'm praying that USC fans are traveling well. I don't know exactly. Are you worried? Are you worried that they might not show? I'm not worried that they might not show. I just don't know exactly which. I know which section I'm sitting in. I just haven't figured out if I'm going to be like the lone cardinal in gold among a bunch of youths. So I'm just hoping that my section happens to be uh, Trojans, but excited for it either way. Make sure to cover your ears or at least mute the TV because I'm sure you'll you'll hear Nicole screaming you will. if you don't. But over to Saturday afternoon, early afternoon, Chris, and the MAC championship game in Detroit. Toledo, a short favorite against Ohio, minus one and a half at most books. And some betters out there have pretty big futures odds on Ohio to win the MAC championship going back to the summer as high as plus 2,500. Total is set at 55. How are you, if you are going to bet this game, how are you going about it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a hard time betting this game not knowing the status of, of Daquan Finn, uh, the the Toledo quarterback. Like w- Without him, I think they're going to have a lot of difficulty on the offensive side of the ball. They've clearly been a different team without him this year. There were reports that he was in a walking boot. So, look, if you have information – and you know he's going to play, you're going to get Toledo on the cheap here. Because obviously uh, Ohio's quarterback, he's a, he's out as well. Like the fact that the game is indoors probably favors a more high-scoring game. But that's a, that's a big number to potentially go over with uh, at least one and maybe two backup quarterbacks in there. Um, I, I If I had to play one of those little pick-and-pulls, I'd probably take Toledo just because you're getting them on the cheap. We're going to take it back to the Power 5 conference title games. Now, college game day is going to be in Arlington for the Big 12 championship. TCU, the market hasn't really respected them all season. They are a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Kansas State. The total sitting at 62. You can find it at 61-and-a-half at some shops. You have some big futures odds on the Horned Frogs to win the Big 12. How are you betting this matchup? Yeah, I, I do have a nice 18-to-1 ticket on TCU. And, and uh Mark Cohen, who is the uh, the associate AD at, uh, at TCU, says I'm like the most revered person in Fort Worth <laughs> because I picked TCU to win the Big 12 on game day prior to the year and got kind of ridiculed for it. And uh, and here we are, one went away. But uh, I basically kind of punted on this game in terms of really doing some true handicapping because I knew going in, I've got my future. I'm gonna I took T, I took Kansas State uh, plus the two and a half. Uh, on the spread, maybe I can thread a little bit of a needle uh, and, and win both. So uh, just to best to basically hedge against my stake and then a little bit just to guarantee a profit. But I do think TC is the right side in this game. I, I think their defense has played much better in recent weeks. You saw them really, they, their defensive line really dominate uh, Texas a couple weeks ago. They found a way to get past Baylor again, and then they dominated Iowa State. Uh, last week, and I think I think there's something in that locker room as well, uh, their resiliency, and I think they're a little tired of hearing about uh, the only reason they beat Kansas State the first time around was because Howard and Martinez both got hurt and got knocked out of the game. So I think they're this close. I think they take it out of the committee's hands. I think they're rain win or lose, but I think they win and leave no doubt. Over to the SEC championship game, Chris. Georgia, a 17.5-point favorite against LSU. Total is at... Around 51, Tigers are the second biggest underdog in SEC championship game history. But do you think Jaden Daniels and LSU can keep this game competitive or are you backing Georgia in a potential money line parlay? 
Yeah, well, I, I have a, a Georgia in a Moneyline parlay up against the future in the ACC championship game that I have because I have North Carolina at 20-1 to 1 to win the ACC. So some of my preseason futures panned out and put me in a good position. But obviously, I'm not going to lay $3 on the money line because that, that, that takes too much of the potential profit away. And but So I did use Georgia in a money line parlay with Clemson, obviously, in case if North Carolina wins, then we're... Then we're doing really well. So I put Georgia in the money line parlay along with Buffalo in the uh, in the MAC, which I think a few people have actually said they didn't like Buffalo. But if they can't beat Akron at home, I don't deserve to win the bet. But uh, I'm I'm actually laying the points here with the Bulldogs anyway uh, in, in this game. I mean, I don't expect Jalen Jaden Daniels to be 100. Uh, percent If he is, cannot move around, that's really going to hinder uh, the the LSU offense. And I think as much as Georgia won the national title last year. There, I think there is still a faction of people in that locker room amongst the fan base and the coaching staff that they didn't win the SEC, and that matters. Like of all these conference championship games, like this one matters. To like this is I don't want to say the other ones aren't real, but this is the most genuine, passionate, real, non-manufactured. So I, I think that matters. I think Stetson Bennett adds to his legacy. And, and you'll look at the Georgia defense. If you go back the last couple of years, uh, there's six times that they have faced a top 15 team that hasn't been named Alabama. Uh, they have a lot 13, 3, 11, 13, 0, and 3. So then a lot two touchdowns in any of those games. I think it's going to be tough for LSU to score. I think it's a, uh, uh, a basically a home game for Georgia, obviously. And I think they get out and get an easy win. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. We're going to take it on to the nightcap. Now, Michigan is a 17-point favorite against Purdue, and the total is set at 52. The Boilermakers quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, is set to start after his brother passed away last weekend. Can Purdue's offensive line hold off the Wolverines' pass rush, or will they and the Wolverines' running backs, Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum, be too much? Now, there is a chance Corum does not play due to a knee injury. What are you liking on this one? Yeah, I would would think if Michigan – can get by without playing quorum. I think they would. Uh, to answer your initial question, though, I think Purdue will have some success, but I think for a majority of the time, they will not have a ton of success. I mean, they are a pass-first, no-run uh, offense. I think they will hit a couple of big plays, but I think they will also have uh, their fair share of three and outs. I think the fact that the game is indoors does help Purdue. You don't have to worry about 
weather got in, impeding that passing attack. So I think Purdue will score some points. I think they have a chance to cover the game. I do think it will be higher scoring because I do think you're going to see uh, Edwards and that Michigan offense uh, get some big scoring plays like they did last week. And Purdue will be playing catch-up much of the game. Passes will be thrown. Clock will be stopped. A lot more plays. So I would play Purdue and the over uh, in, in the Big Ten game. But you like Michigan to advance, and you like Michigan yes. to make the college football playoff, and they have the second shortest odds to win it all in the college football playoff at around plus 300. Georgia, the odds-on favorite at around minus 150. After Georgia-Michigan, it's Ohio State at 8-1, to one, followed by Nicole's Trojans, and TCU at plus 1,200, and then Alabama at 60-1. to one. So if you were to bet one team to win the college football playoff, Right now, which one would it be? And is there any any part of you that wants to take a shot, a long shot on the Crimson Tide? No, I don't <laughs> get this Alabama love. Like, like, why are we talking about them making the playoff? I mean, you've got two losses. You didn't even reach your conference championship game. You've lost your two biggest games of the year uh, against LSU and Tennessee. Like, you're hanging your head on a, a September win at Texas with – Quinn Ewer is out on the last second field goal. Like that's your, that's your win. Like I don't get it. I, all, all the talking heads out there and the people trying to make a case for Alabama to get in. Like I don't get it at all. It's so funny because Nicole, you'll appreciate this too. Like for the last however many years we've been talking about, oh, we need different teams in the playoff. We, we need Pac-12 team in the playoff. We, we need someone else in the playoff from the Big 12, not Oklahoma. And, and now here we are with an opportunity, potentially a game away from having both USC and TCU in the playoff. And now everyone's like, yeah, but Ohio State and Alabama are better. And like, <laughs> well, what is it? Do you want the four best? Or do you want the season to play out? Because if you want the four best, then you're going to take Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia and Michigan every year, but uh, why, why play the season? So I like the fact that we could get some different teams in there. It kind of goes against the argument too, that people, people think it's predetermined and we're, we're not getting different teams in last year and playoff expansion. So we don't need to get into that, but I still think Georgia's a team to beat. Like I have them preseason it, it like plus three fifty. So, like, if I had to take a flyer on one of those teams as being in the position that I'm in, I think I would take Michigan, uh, obviously just because I think they're the one team that has the best matchup with Georgia. They're the most physical team. They're the team that has the opportunity to stand up the most uh, in the trenches where I think as I think Kirby Smart and that Georgia defense would have a and, – and, and their offensive line would have a good, uh, a good matchup taking on SC or TCU. And all of that hoopla – just in time for USC to leave the Pac-12. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, now, now you're going to want to be in the the, the third, the third playing third fiddle on the Big Ten behind Michigan and Ohio State. And now with the expansion in the playoff, you'll be looking at Oregon, Washington, and Utah playing for a playoff berth every year. Speaking of the expansion, what are your thoughts on the announcement that they're going to expand from four to twelve teams starting in 2024? I don't love it. Like, I think it should be hard to get into the playoff. They knew what <clears> – <throat> the conferences knew what they were getting into uh, when they when they started this. I'm not one of these automatic qualifiers. So, so Purdue upset pull, – Purdue pulls an upset after an 8-4 and four year. They're in the playoff. Like, come on. Like, I, like I, we all love more college football. Uh, people are going to watch the games. We're going to bet on the games. But ultimately, it's not going to change – who's winning the national championship. So I think it was an appeasement 
between the Bulls and the, and the and the teams to you get more teams, you get give the first round at home, you get the Bulls all more Bulls involved in the playoff, you get more fan bases involved in the playoff, you get more money for TV because there are more games. <laughs> so it's kind of a look, the almighty dollar talks. I was gonna say know, it's all about money, right? And for correct. those of you on video, we are getting our pal Eli back. We lost him for a second, <laughs> but that's okay. For those of you on audio, you didn't even know he was gone, but um, exactly. we do. <laughs> We fold them. We fold them. Um, Chris, thank you so much for joining us and uh, have fun in Arlington this weekend. For those of you that are betting on college football, good luck with your bets. Go Trojans. Fight on. We will see you on Tuesday. (laughs)